Thank you for joining us for the broadcast of the Bible Way Church of Atlas Road, where Daryl Jackson is our pastor. We are located at 2440 Atlas Road in Columbia, South Carolina, and we're so glad you've tuned in. We pray that today's message is truly a blessing to you. If you desire prayer, our ministers are available to pray with you. Give us a call at 803-776-1238 or call us toll-free at 1-888-776-1238. Today, Pastor Daryl Jackson begins a three-part sermon series with the message titled, I Survived the Night. There's a word from the Lord. We began a brand new series of messages entitled, I Survived. Look at someone and say, I survived. I. For three weeks, this is the first of three weeks, first of three messages. This first message is found in the iconic Psalm 30, verses 1 through 5. We've chosen the New Living Translation to read from. How many of you want to hear a word from the Lord? How many of you know you have time to hear a word from the Lord? Listen to what the psalmist writes in Psalms 30, verse 1 through 5. This series is entitled, I Survived. We made this personally. Start to entitle this series, We Survived. I wasn't so sure about all of you. <laughs> because some of you don't even know you have survived. And you are and you have survived. And some people, unfortunately, don't even want to survive. They want to wallow in what they're in. But to those of us who know I've been through something, I've taken the enemy's best shot. <laughs> and I survived. Verse 1, I will exalt you, Lord, for you rescued me. You refuse to let my enemies triumph over me. The NIV says, gloat over me. <laughs> oh Lord, my God, I cried to you for help and you restored uh, my health. <laughs> you brought me up from the grave Oh, Lord, you kept me from falling into the pit of death. Sing to the Lord, all you godly ones. Praise his holy name. Now, here's where the subject is found. For his anger lasts only a moment. Look at somebody say, only a moment. But his favor lasts 
a lifetime. Somebody shout lifetime. Here it is. Weeping may last through the night, but joy <laughs> comes with the morning. And we ask God's blessings on the reading and the hearing of his word. The subject is entitled, I Survived. The first message of this series is this. The series is entitled, I Survived. The first message of this series is this. Look at someone around you, behind you, in front of you. Don't say it if you don't mean it. Look at someone and say it with an authoritarian voice with a voice of praise and thanksgiving with your outside voice look at somebody and say I survived the night uh, I survived the night yes I did y'all be seated Ooh. I survived the night. Whew. If you don't have any other reason to praise God, praise God for me. Because I survived the night. Listen. Mm. Yes, yes. As we Enter as we transition into this last month of the year of 2023. God said to me that it is a good time. The next few weeks will be a good time to look back over some of our most challenging and difficult moments. And let us consider how, by the help of God, we survive. I had a hard time, but songs that I done got over. <laughs> how in the world did you come through that? <laughs> Some of your enemies are scratching their heads right now. And say, I'm surprised you're still standing. Why haven't you lost your mind? Why do you still have joy? Look at someone and say, I survived. Listen, the word survive is commonly defined as to continue to exist, especially in spite of danger or hardship. The key is to continue to exist. You exist. I didn't say that you were the strongest. I didn't say that you came out richer than what you've ever been before. I did not say that you are healthier than what you were before the year began. I'm simply saying that in spite of all you went through, 
you are still here. Any witnesses? I told the church this morning, you know every year I've got to find at least three or four times to get my favorite uh, drama character, Sister Celie from The Color Purple. I've got to quote uh, the gospel according to Sister Celie. <laughs> uh, when, when that abusive man looked at her as she was on her way out, he said, you may be leaving, but you're still ugly and you're still broke. She said, I may be still broke, may be still ugly, but I'm here. Somebody ought to just give God a 10-second praise for the fact that you're still here. Woo. I survived. I sur when you go to work tomorrow, I survive. Look at some folks and say, I survived you too. Because <laughs> there's some folk who thought they would take you out. But you're still breathing. You're still here. Listen, when this word survive is used in relations to an individual, it is usually understood that someone has experienced Experienced and overcome something that was very difficult. Someone say to you that I survived it. You, you automatically assume that they have gone through something. You don't have to know what the it was. You just know that they came through it. All right. And so when this word is used like that, it is looking at someone and says, you are a survivor because you came through it. You refuse to give up. <laughs> Listen, God said to me in preparation for this message that it is important that we understand and we appreciate, particularly those of us who are people of faith, uh, that it could have been, as Antoine reminded us last week, another way. It could have been another way. And in fact, here's what God said to me, Deacon Albert Simmons. God says, in some cases, it should have been another way. Some of us did everything we could to help the enemy destroy ourselves. Some of us did everything we could not to make it. But in spite of all of that, whoo, God kept us. Whoo, ah, God, God, God blessed us. God provided for us. I just want you to reflect back. You don't even have to go beyond this year. Just reflect back over the past 11 months. And consider if there's anything that you came through that it could have gone. In fact, it should have gone another way. But God, whoo, bless you in spite of the situation. Any living witnesses? 
any, anyone have a testimony, a personal testimony? Tell somebody, you don't have to know my story. Just understand there's a reason for my praise. Listen to what the psalmist said. David reflects back over his struggles as well as the people of Israel's struggles in Psalms 124 and verse 1. And David asked this rhetorical question. He asked, what if the Lord had not been on our side? Whew, I need you to consider that. What if God had not, because he already knew the answer. He already knew that if God, in fact, he answers it for us in the Psalms. When men rose up against us, they would have devoured us. Think about where you would be right now if God had not been on your side for the past 11 months in the year 2023. Any witnesses, any, any testimonies out there? Is there anyone say, Pastor Jackson, if God had not been on my side, whoo, telling you right now, I would not be where I am now. Only reason I'm able to stand right now is because God has been good to me. Has God blessed you in spite of the situation, in, in spite of what men tried to do, what people tried to do to you? God still blessed you when your enemy came upon you to eat up your flesh. They stumbled and fell. When the enemy came in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord lifted up standard against your enemy. Where would you be? Where would your family be? Ooh, where would this church be? Ooh, where, would, where would we be as individuals if God had not been on our side? Not by power, nor by might, but by his spirit. The only reason you can lift your hand is because God is on your side. In, in fact, we, we, we wait too long to praise God. I've heard people say, when, when, when I get this blessing, you all will not be able to sit me down. And my question is, why are you waiting? The, the only criteria I found in the Bible uh, for praising God all the time is breath in your body. For the Bible says, let everything that have breath Praise the Lord. So let us take the praise test. Can you breathe? Can you take a breath? If you can breathe, you owe God one praise. I did not say when God heals your body. I did not say when your ship comes in. I did not say when you get that new promotion, but if you can breathe, you owe God a praise. Come on, somebody. Come on. Take about 10 more seconds. Come on, take 10 more seconds. Listen. 
in today's message, we would like to take a look at how, as people of faith, we survived some very dark, difficult, and challenging experiences. It's all right to look back over your struggles and see where God has brought you from. In other words, how we have survived the night. Someone say night. The word night in biblical context, even in secular literature, is often used to describe something that's horrific, a certain horrific physical experience, psychological, emotional, or even spiritual experience. When we speak of night, someone please help me say night, night. When we speak of night in this message, we are referring to going through a time in our lives in which there was a sense of hopelessness. I did not say that you were hopeless. I said there was an atmosphere. There was a cloud <laughs> hanging over you. Enemy was whispering in your ear. You know you won't make it out of this. A sense of hopelessness. You know that this is going to take you down. A feeling of despair. Or even a temptation to lose your faith. When your back is against the wall, the enemy says, where is your God now? When you leave the cemetery and bury someone you had been praying for for a long time, where is your God now? Listen, some, some of the most difficult things we do as pastors, Pastor Lawson, Cuff Lawson, all the ministers, and we have to minister to people. I remember going into the hospital room of a dear church mother uh, while she was mourning her son. And, and, and I walked in, and she was over the bed just praying for her son. And I'm going, Lord, how am I going to be able to deal with this? How, how am I going to be able to look rose in the eye again and say God is good and God reminded me of something rose God said you don't have to worry about it. she's going to look you in the eye and tell you God is good <laughs> having buried her husband turned around and buried her son she could have lost her joy the devil could have had her in a position and I looked up the next Sunday, I saw her in church praising the God, and I said, take that, Satan. Ooh. Because all of us have experienced our struggles of the glory, and we went through some difficult times, but those of us who trust God, when we can't trace God, still know how to praise God in spite of dark times that we have gone through 
don't fool me now, but is there anybody ever had to give God a praise during a midnight experience? Anybody ever had to be like Paul and Silas and worship God at midnight? Anybody ever had to open your mouth and clap your hands when you didn't feel like it? Has anyone ever given God your best praise on your worst days? Somebody said night, night, night. Uh, it is caused by something. Sometimes the night is so severe and so horrific. It seems like a long, horrible nightmare. The truth is, can we keep it real? We all have had our share of what we described as nightmares. Any witnesses? Come on, any, let me see the hands of all of you who've been through nightmares type of situations in which it seems as if nothing is going right. Seems as if we are experiencing great sorrow, unbearable pain. I tell you, nothing, nothing, nothing breaks my heart more than to see those you love in so much pain. There are times that my sisters and brothers and I talk about it. I watch my mom and how faithful she is, and she suffers from chronic back pain, chronic, painful back pain. But she can barely get up at times. And sometimes we say, you don't have to come to this service. And she says, no, I'm going to press my way out. And I say, oh, Lord, that's what I mean when you don't let your pain stop your praise. Can I preach to somebody? And some of you are stop praising God if it seems like you're going to get a headache. But how many of you ever praise God through pain? I don't need you to just play and fool me, but I need just a handful of people that will stand up and be a living witness. Pastor Jackson, I know what it is to praise God through my pain. Painful. Huh. So many disappointments. Somebody say nighttime. So many letdowns. I've had every reason I could to give up, but I trust God. In the midst of nightmares, I trust God. Listen, I discovered this wonderful quote concerning nightmares from the late, great Jackie Robinson. You all know who he was. Jackie Robinson, the first African-American to play Major League Baseball. Jackie Robinson, they, they, they quoted him and they said to him, what about all, I bet you have nightmares at night considering what they have done or trying to do to you. And here's what Jackie Robinson said. He says, during my life, I've had a few nightmares which happened to me while I was wide 
awake. <laughs> some of you know your worst nightmares was not at night, but you had to deal with some of those demons. You had to deal with some of those demonic forces. You had to deal with the haters. You had to deal with all the negativity. You had to deal with folk that are disliking you for no other reason than pure jealousy. You've had to deal with stuff that's outside of your control while you were wide awake. You've gone through your worst experiences. But the good news as it relates to Jackie Robinson and what he went through is that he survived them all. Jackie Robinson went on to become a legendary hero as well as a courageous civil rights leader. Why? Because he never gave up. He never allowed his nightmare to keep him asleep. But he knows how to, he knew how to shake it off and give God a praise. Can I let you in on something? You're not the only one who goes through something. Everybody goes through something. You're sitting next to somebody right now. If the truth be told, you don't know their story, but they don't always look like what they've been through. There's some folk you're sitting next to right now. It would break your heart if you knew the struggles they went through. But God, look at somebody and say, but God, how many? How many of you don't look like what you've been through? How many of you know Pastor Jackson, I've had my share of ups and downs, but through many dangers, toils, and snares, I've already come. Woo! Gotta bring you out. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Somebody ought to testify to somebody and say, the God I serve, Mother Betty King, is a good God. And God keeps making a way over and over and over and over again. Somebody shout, I survived. Somebody say, I survived. Look at the text. Do I have time to get into this text? Look at the text. May I preach this? Ooh. This text was written by the man that the Bible describes as someone out of God's own heart. This text was written by someone who arguably could be called the greatest Old Testament biblical character. He was in fact known by historians far and near as the greatest king of Israel. His name was David. And now David is finally king of Israel. I need to set it up. I told the church this morning to fully appreciate a text, you need context. And the reason why some of us don't understand the Bible because we have no context. We read the scripture without understanding the background of who writes it and why he writes it. So putting this in some context, David had been anointed at age 17 to be the next king of Israel, but had gone years without it ever happening. He had survived Goliath. He had survived a lion and a bear. He had been through so many things, but now he sits on the throne as the king of Israel. You would think that now would be the time that David would say, Lord, shower me with your blessings. But please, can I let you in on something? Just because you ascend to a higher position does not mean your struggles will not follow you. The higher you go up, sometimes the more difficult it becomes. 
David's life now as king was one that was full of drama, trauma, and struggles. Let me set the stage. 2 Samuel chapter 13, David's son rapes his daughter. And his other son kills the son who rapes his sister while he was on the throne. So people look at your position, but they don't know your situation. <laughs> David had struggles in his life. Tamar raped by Ammon, who was killed by Absalom. And all of this happens while David was king. Uh, it has been suggested that this was one of uh, the dark periods in David's life. Another one of those dark experiences is perhaps what this text was written for. Uh, there was a massive, dark, horrific plague in the land of Israel. Many people lost their lives. Devastating plague, the crops were destroyed. People were dying all around David. Historians tell us, in fact, Josephus, the first century Jewish historian, says that this plague was one of the most devastating ones in the whole history of Israel. They had lost just about everything. David himself became sick, and he almost died. <laughs> but God whew, delivered him and delivered the nation. Somebody ought to look at someone and say, God is still in the deliverance business. I need you to encourage somebody and say, God can still deliver. God can still bring you out. So David, having lost his, his son to another son, daughter raped, and Absalom, his son, tried to overthrow David and take over the kingdom. And on top of all of that, behind all of that, here comes a devastating plague and lies are lost. And David almost goes down to the pit of death. But God spares him and saves him and God delivers him. You know, there's a reason why God kept you alive. There's a reason why you're still here. And David understood this. And now perhaps he writes this Psalms 30. And he began in verse 1 by praising the Lord for delivering him according to the NIV translation. Listen to this. For not allowing his enemies to gloat over him. How many of you are so glad that not only did God deliver you, but God did not allow your enemies to gloat? You know your enemies want to gloat. You know your enemies want to rejoice over your demise. But God, somebody help me say, but God. God kept your enemies from declaring victory over what you went through. Verse 3 of the text, uh, David says, You brought me up from the grave. You kept me from falling into the pit of death. Ah, somebody in here know that God kept you out of the grave. Here's how the old church 
would put it, Deacon Albert, he says, I should have been dead, sleeping in my grave. But God made death behave. This, this next praise is not for everybody, but is there anybody under the sound of my voice that know that you could have been dead? And if you had some situations that you came real close to losing your life, I want to preach to some real, and if you ever had accidents, sickness, and if you had catastrophes that almost took your life, look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, if you don't praise God for your situation, help me praise God because that could have been me. Come on, somebody. You owe God some kind of praise. Listen, listen. Look at somebody and say, neighbor, you could be somewhere where you ought not be where you don't want to be but God some of you could be viewed on as opposed to looking at can I get a witness you could be stretched out at this altar right now but God somebody help me give God a but God praise Joseph said you meant it for evil but God So David encourages the people of Israel to worship and praise God. When you consider all God has done for you, <laughs> when you consider all God brought you through, David said, we ought to worship and praise the Lord, our God. I told the church this morning, some of you don't move like others, and I understand. Everybody is not a dancer. Everybody is not a leaper. Everyone doesn't run around the walls. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, there ought to be something you do at least one week out of the year to give God your best praise for what God has done. Let your toes winkle. Let your fingers move. But look at somebody and say, neighbor, when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me. I've got to do something. I've got to do something. So y'all got 20 seconds to do. Somebody said, my toes are my finger. I said, just, Mother Jackson just waved that hand. If I can't 
stand to your feet. Woo. Trying to behave. That's all right, but God, come on, we try. That's all right, baby, come. You do you. But God, but God, but God, everybody stand. Three key insights. Verse five, but his anger lasts for a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. Weeping may last through the night, but joy comes with the morning. Three key things. Y'all can meet me at this altar if you want to. Come on, thank you. Three key things, but I want you to get it. Don't miss it. Three important takeaways. Three important insights from this message. Particularly from this verse 5. Number one, God's favor will last a lifetime. Look at somebody and say, it will not run out. This is not a blue light special. This is not a Black Friday sale deal. God's favor will last a lifetime. (laughs) Favor over your children. Favor over your grandchildren. Favor over your house. Favor over everything associated with your life. Second key insight, we must survive the night no matter how difficult it may be. Let me tell you something. When I saw my dear sister Rose, when I see my dear sister Pat Jackson, when I see all of you that went through so much, I wonder, how do you make it? (laughs) My heart bleeds for you. How, how, How do you make it? It's one thing to bury someone who's lived a nice long life and they slowly transition. It's another thing to bury someone in the height of their life. And one day they're laughing with you and the next day you're looking on their casket. But Pastor Lawson, God told me to tell somebody, we must survive the night. Mm. I know it gets hard, but God said we must survive the night. No matter how difficult it might be. And here's the third and the final insight. Something good. And I'm glad we have already shouted because I want you to hear this part. Something good 
will happen. In fact, I need you to help me preach this. Everybody find someone that you can bless these words into their spirits and look at them and say, something good will happen when we survive the night. Listen to what the text says. And I don't want you to miss this. The reason I chose this translation is because of this one word. Most translation says joy comes in the morning. But this one <laughs> moved me. It says joy comes with the morning. And so I was stuck on that. I, I was stuck, Pastor Mac, on that. I said, God, there's a reason. I, I, I was stuck on that word for a week. And I read so many interpretations until I came across this one opinion that says, in the morning may mean any time during the morning. But with the morning means as soon as it is morning, here comes joy. In the morning may mean 11.30 a.m. But with the morning, means 1201 a.m. Here comes joy. Look at somebody say it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Tell somebody it's coming. Tell someone it's coming. It's coming, it's coming. It's, it's coming. Because God will turn it around. Woo. Somebody say, yes, he will. Yes, he will. Can I leave you? Can I, I, I don't want to bother you, but can I leave you with one last scripture that God gave me after the 8 o'clock service? 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 10 says this, in his kindness, God called you to share his eternal glory by means of Christ Jesus. Now this is the part I want to leave you with. So after you have suffered a little while, y'all going to make us have church again. After you have suffered a little while, Y'all bless somebody and say, neighbor, after you have suffered a little while. After you have suffered a little while, he will restore, support, and strengthen you and will place you on a firm foundation. It's coming, it's coming. Yeah.
It's coming! Go wave at three people and say, neighbor, it's coming! Here comes joy! Here comes! I got to go. Come on, Cedric. Come on, choir. Brother Rashawn Mitchell writes this powerful song. And I love this. And said you sung that this morning, brother. <laughs> In my ear. All morning long, I can hear your voice singing this song. In my ear. Look at someone and say, he's turning it around. Sometimes discouraged, but not defeated. Cast down, but not destroyed. There are times I don't understand. Rose, there are times I just don't understand. But I believe it's turning around. Ah, for me, I've had struggles and disappointments. There were times I felt so all alone. Some of my friends, they let me down. But I still believe it's turning <laughs> around for me. Look at somebody and say, around for me. Tell them, around for me. It's turning around for me. I can see the breaking of day. Joy comes with the morning. God is making a way. Look at someone once again and say, he's turning it around for for me. Thank you. Sometimes discouraged, ah, but not defeated. Cast down, but not destroyed. There are times I ah. Don't understand, but I believe hey, it's turning around for me. See, I've had struggles and disappointments. There are times I felt so alone. Some of my friends Sing, said, thank you, brother. Yes, eh? they let me down, ah. but I still believe it's turning around. <laughs> Ooh, ah. So, like this part says, and it won't always, always be. be like this. The Lord. Concerning 
survived the night anybody survived the night God has turned it around for me yeah yeah he's turning it around yeah around for me he's turning it around whatever situation that you're going through just know that weeping may endure for a night, but as Pastor so eloquently said, that joy comes with the morning. It may have been 11.59 p.m., but 12.01 a.m. is right around the corner. Anybody know God has turned that situation around? With whatever you're praying for, perhaps you're praying for salvation, know that God can turn it around. Perhaps you're praying for healing. Know that God can heal your body. Perhaps you're praying for deliverance. Know that God can deliver you. Let us pray. You have been listening to the worship service of the Bible Way Church of Atlas Road, where Daryl Jackson is our pastor. Our worship services are open to all at 2440 Atlas Road in Columbia, South Carolina. Just stop Interstate 77 between Shop and Bluff Roads. We will continue to air our services here on the radio. We are also streaming live on our website at bwcar.org. 
on Facebook at Bible Way Church of Atlas Road and now on YouTube. Our streaming services are available live on Sundays at 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. and on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. If you missed any of our services or want to watch them again, you can get them on demand on any of our social media channels. We invite you to stay in spiritual fellowship with us. To place your order for a CD or DVD of today's sermon titled, I Survived the Night, please call us at 803-776-1238. Reference sermon number 120323. Again, that telephone number is 803-776-1238. Sermon number 120323. Tuesday, December 12th at 7 p.m., the Worship and Arts team will host our annual Christmas cantata. We invite you to a Christmas musical experience you will never forget. That's this Tuesday, December 12th at 7 p.m. On Sunday, December 17th, Pastor Daryl Jackson will conclude the three-part sermon series, I Survived, with the message titled, I Survived a Mistake. Services will be held at 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. in the Worship Center. Invite a special guest to join you for this heartfelt message. We praise God for the testimonies of those who have received Christ and now have a deeper relationship with God as a result of this ministry. To sow a financial seed into this ministry, you can give online by clicking the link on our website at bwcar.org or you can give right from your mobile phone by texting BWCAR and your giving amount to the number 73256. You can also mail your gift to Bible Way Church of Atlas Road, Post Office Box 90309, Columbia, South Carolina, 29290. Please do not mail cash. Financial donations are being accepted at the church on Tuesdays from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. We thank you for your continued support of this ministry. At Bible Way, our mission is to know God, to love, and to serve.